How many of you have what you consider to be your way? On a variety of things, right? Your way to cook, your way to clean, your way to travel. How many of you have even your way of how you open gifts at Christmas time? And the first time that you're with your in-laws, what's the general response? You're not doing it the right way. Why? Because they're not doing it your way. You could basically say that all of us are, are living a life where we assume for the most part that we're doing it the right way because we're doing it my way. Well, these next couple of weeks as we journey here through the book of Luke studying the person of Jesus Christ, we're spending some time reflecting upon the Jesus way. And as we reflect upon the Jesus way, we want to have the boldness to ask ourselves the question, is my way reflecting the Jesus way? Or have I said to Jesus, well, Jesus, this is the right way. And so as we reflect upon the words of Jesus, there's going to be times where it's going to rub us the wrong way. That's a good thing. Because this morning, if you're never rubbed the wrong way by Jesus, let that be a very warning to you. That there's never been a moment where Jesus has rubbed you the wrong way. That may be a sign that you are in such a position of pride that you've actually blasphemed the Spirit of God. Because what are the chances that you were born into the perfect family, raised by all the perfect teachers, married the perfect spouse, and everything that you've done, all the thought patterns that you have, just happen to be the exact right way. Even if you just take faith out of it for a moment, and you consider all of the different ways there are to live in the whole world, what are the chances of you just being born and living into the exact right way of living? I think we could all agree this morning that those chances are point zero zero zero. You don't need me to add any more zeros. Because there isn't a chance that you and I have been living the exact right way. And so at different points along in our journey, Jesus should always rub us. Because our way is not the right way. We're not always living in to the Jesus way. And so over the next couple of weeks, as you hear teachings from Jesus, where Jesus is laying out his way or his values, be forewarned, there's going to be moments of offense because our ways don't always reflect the way of Jesus Christ. So the question is pretty simple. Does my way reflect the way of Jesus? That's what we want to dig into. That's what we want to dive into as we study the teachings of Jesus Christ. Up to this point, as we've been reflecting upon Jesus in the book of Luke, it's been fun stories, really cool stuff. Jesus showing up and, and a guy being lowered down through a ceiling and Jesus saying to that guy, hey, get up and walk. I mean, that's awesome. Jesus showing up in town, everybody gathering around him and him saying, demons, be gone. Fun little comic strip stuff that we get to think about. All oh, the cute stories that we use when talking to our kids. But in each of those stories, there's a common theme. 
that common theme is all of the people were in awe of Jesus' authority. Catch this. They're in awe of Jesus' authority. Go back and read. And as you read each story, find a place where it says the crowd stops and they're like, wow, he's so loving. Is Jesus all love? Absolutely. But catch what's really grasping the people. It's not the love of Jesus. It's the authority of Jesus. When he's in the temple teaching, having the scrolls rolled out, and he's reading from the Old Testament, they say, hey, talk to us more. And there's a little verse in different spots where it says, what? They were in awe that he taught as one who had authority. You see, in each of these stories that we've been talking about of Jesus, Jesus is revealing something. He hasn't been revealing his love. He's been revealing his authority. That when he heals that man, hopefully you can think back to that sermon, when he heals that man, says, get up and walk. What was the so that? He healed the man so that you may know I have the authority on earth to forgive sins. He healed that man to reflect the authority that he has. So up to this point, it's been all about the authority of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the king of the universe, the one who holds all authority. Well, now, if Jesus is the one who has all authority, wouldn't it make sense then to hear the words of Jesus or the teachings of Jesus when it comes to how we should live? If Jesus is the one with all authority, then it would make sense that you and I would look to him for guidance in the right way. That we'd want to take on the Jesus way. Now, how many of you have ever fallen into a little fashion trend at some point in life? Get your hands up. People, you should know by now, this is participatory preaching. Let's, hey, let's have Carly think that we're really an active church, okay? So everybody, participate today. How many of you have fallen into a fashion trend at some point in your life? Yes, everybody has, right? You're like, this is cool, right? How, how many of you remember the fanny pack? Any fanny pack folks here? Yeah, we've got a couple of fanny packs. How many of you? Zuba pants. How many of you still have a pair in your drawer? All right, wear them next Sunday, please. Right? All of these different fashion trends. That's kind of like what? It was the cool way. Well, in high school, I was trying to kind of start some trends. And so I thought, you know what? I'm kind of a trendy guy. So what I did is I started wearing kind of a camouflage pants. And with my camouflage pants, I wore this red-green shirt that I had. How many of you are red-green fans? Anybody ever watch red-green? Red-green's a very basic show about a guy who kind of fixes everything with duct tape, right? And he's got the famous suspenders. And so I had ordered one of these shirts, kind of a story goes back, as I had a red-green party in high school. That's kind of how cool I was. <laughs> Only two other people showed up beside the fact thing. thing. So we had a red-green party. We're watching red-green. I ordered one of these red-green shirts. And so I started wearing, I started wearing camouflage pants and a red-green shirt that had the suspenders, you know, kind of printed on them. How many of you are like, wow, I bet you that took off? <laughs> Red-green shirts didn't move the needle at all in sales that year. Why was no one willing to follow the rich way? Well, rich wasn't cool. Rich wasn't speaking as one who had authority in the clothing industry. 
And so therefore, what rich wore didn't really matter. Nobody picked up and followed that way. We usually follow the way of who? Someone who has authority in that area. Something weird has kind of happened in our church. No one has ever called me on a Sunday afternoon after hearing all of my stories about my construction work. No one's ever called me and said, hey, hey, pastor, I was wondering, could you come over and help me with something with some power tools? <laughs> Not one request. Why would that be? Because usually where do you go when you want to follow in a new way? To someone who has what? Knowledge. Ability. That's the way that you follow. And so the way that you normally follow in life is you go where? Someone who has authority or expertise in that area. Or secondly, secondly, where else do you go? Where someone who else who has followers. How many of us, this is true of us, that we haven't even looked to the source. We've looked to the secondary source. Because so-and-so, we don't even know who so-and-so is. There's just this trend going on, and so we jump in and join the trend. Even though the person who may have started the trend has absolutely no expertise in that area at all. But because of the crowd, we go. If there's expertise or knowledge, or if there's a crowd, that's usually the way that we go. And so if you want to examine, we usually change our ways we're willing to change our ways if it fits into one of those areas. If we recognize that somebody has more expertise, and like, oh, that makes sense. Or what? There's a big crowd. Well, why should we consider the Jesus way then? Because what we're going to see in the coming weeks is that the Jesus way might not have that big of a crowd. Hear this this morning. The Jesus way not, may not have a big crowd, does not have a big crowd. Don't confuse church attendance with the Jesus way. Don't con confuse religious affiliation when you fill out your little um, thing every 10 years for the government with the Jesus way. Because what we might see is when we open up the words of Jesus is that the Jesus way is a small crowd. Because the Jesus way at first glance over may not be that much expertise. Because there's some things that Jesus says is his way that simply don't make sense to you and I. Because what? They're not based here. The Jesus way may not make sense because they're not based in the here and the now. Turn with me if you have your Bible to Colossians. It's a book in the New Testament. Colossians 3 verse 1. I want to share one verse there with you. Colossians 3 verse 1. This letter is written to a group of people that are experiencing high pressure. High pressure of different government authorities to be a certain way. And so if you read the whole letter and we kind of looked at the historical setting, you'd see that they're laying out this idea that Jesus is the one with full authority. And he's laying that out against the cultural way. But in Colossians 3, verse 1, he now kind of gets to the exhortations of laying out some practical commands. And here's how he starts. If then you have been raised with Christ, 
Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The Jesus way is not always going to be the logical way, according to earth. The Jesus way is not always going to be the cool way or the expert way. Because the Jesus way is not based in the here and now. The Jesus way is the based from eternity in heaven. So therefore, there's going to be a clash at different times. Because eternity perspective sometimes doesn't always go nicely with the temporary perspective. So we have to remember the basis for the Jesus way is not here and now. But the basis for the Jesus way is eternity in heaven. So in Colossians 3 here, it's saying, hey, hey, those of you who are in Christ, you who have said, I believe in Jesus, you've been transferred. You've been transferred from a kingdom of darkness to a kingdom of light. You may be living here on earth, but guess what? You're part of a second kingdom here. You know, big theological seminary way of looking at this is that there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. Sometimes the chaos for the Christian is that you're living in both kingdoms simultaneously. That in Christ, you are in the kingdom of God. Yet right now, everybody in this room, we're still in the kingdom of the world. And so there's going to be times when what? You're going to show up wearing camouflage pants and a red-green shirt, and everybody's going to go, what? Because everybody else got their marching orders from what? The crowd. You got your marching orders from the one, Jesus Christ. And so you have to be prepared as a follower of Christ that as we're in the kingdom of the world, there's going to be moments where there's going to be a rub because we're marching to orders from the kingdom of God. So the first question for us this morning is, are we going to take Jesus seriously? As we consider the Jesus way, we first have to stop and just say, okay, Am I going to take Jesus seriously? Now, everybody here, for the most part, I would contend, takes Jesus seriously when it comes to the forgiveness of sins, right? I mean, when you hear Jesus say, you're forgiven, everybody's like, ah, yes! Jesus, you know exactly what you're talking about, right? Everybody here, when you hear me talking from the Bible, for the most part, it's like, yeah, he's a pretty smart guy, knows what he's talking about. But if I came and hung out with you on a construction project, you'd be like, what? Eh, I'm going to go to Google instead. (laughs) Do we take Jesus seriously at his word in everything? Or do we only take Jesus seriously at his word when there's a benefit that we want? If Jesus is who he says he is and who he declares to be through his actions, we have to take Jesus serious at his word for everything. Now, this is where it, it can get a little bit confusing because times have changed, right? <laughs> I, I, if you read the Bible, it should become pretty obvious that times have changed, right? How many of you came on a donkey this morning? How many of you didn't wear shoes and wore, walked on gravel all the way here this morning? Okay, times have changed dramatically. They didn't have Nikes back then, there was no Facebook or Twitter. So times have changed, so some would kind of be like, you know, 
Jesus was kind of in that archaic time. Not everything was fully evolutionized yet. And so, you know, there wasn't a lot of science going on yet. There were, there were some who believed the earth to be flat back then. Well, mm, Jesus just wasn't fully developed yet. The problem with that is that you're going against the very foundation of who Jesus says he is. That Jesus was not there just in a temporary moment, but rather Jesus has existed for eternity and came to earth in that temporary moment. And Jesus exists over and above everything. There's nothing that needs to be evolutionized in Jesus. There's no new science to Jesus. Science is just simply helping us understand the beauty of God's creation. It's not like Jesus is sitting on the throne going, whoa, that's an amazing discovery that they just made. I had no idea. Now, Jesus is sitting on his throne going, I'm just giving them a glimpse into the beauty and the complexity of my creation. So there's times when Jesus is going to sound like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't match up. But we have to remember, Jesus is outside of us. Are we going to take Jesus serious, not just with the benefits that we want, but in all of life? So as we consider over the next couple of weeks, and we're going to run into some difficult stuff. We're going to run into some stuff that some of you are going to be like, I don't like that. I'm going to run into stuff that I'm going to say, I don't like that. Because Jesus says some harsh words here in Luke that a lot of places would just skip right on over. Because it's a lot easier to just skip right on over. We've got to go in with a commitment to saying, I'm going to take Jesus serious at his word. If we don't, we're hypocrites. Because then we put ourselves on the throne, choosing that which we want and that which we don't want. And so in the coming weeks, I want to challenge you to something. As you hear about the Jesus way, we're going to have a little rule you can't come back to the pastor at all and say, hey, pastor, that was a really interesting idea. I just don't know about that idea. Okay? Because we're not talking about the pastor's interesting ideas. If it ever comes down to the pastor's interesting ideas, I shouldn't be your pastor any longer. But rather, you should come up to me and say, is, is that the Jesus way? I'm not understanding that to be the Jesus way from, from this that God has made known in this part of his word. Or, ah, that doesn't make sense to be the Jesus way because of X, Y, or Z. Can, can you help me understand that further? We're not spending time unpacking interesting ideas. We're spending time reflecting upon the values of the owner of this universe that wants us to be his people here and now. So it's not, oh, I'm going to think about that idea. It's this. Am I going to put into practice that way? Am I going to put into practice that way? So it begins with a heart that says, Jesus, I want to submit to your way. Let's just take a moment right now and look at one very small aspect that Jesus presents to us this morning. Luke chapter 6. If you have your Bible, turn back there. Luke 6. We're going to take just a moment this morning. I want to highlight here as Jesus introduces us to his teaching. He says stuff that's just absurd. <laughs> Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. 
It doesn't even make sense. Blessed are you who are weeping? The word blessed means divine favor. Jesus is saying there is divine favor for those who are in a position of weeping. There's divine favor for those who are in a position of poverty. That doesn't make any sense. Now go, go down here to the, to the woes, where he starts saying woe. Woe is very simply this. Judgment be upon you. Jesus is saying, judgment be upon you who are rich. Judgment be upon you who are full now. Judgment be upon you who laugh now. What? That'd probably be all of us here in this room. What's Jesus saying? What Jesus is teaching here is that the Jesus way is not about the security and the confidence that we get from the temporary, but rather the Jesus way is the security and the confidence that we get from the eternal kingdom. If you look closely at these blessings and these woes, they all deal with something, wealth, popularity, fame, physical comfort, all things that what? We look to for our confidence, our security right now. And Jesus is saying, no, the Jesus way is that our confidence and our security comes no matter if we're weeping. Our confidence and our security comes no matter if we are poor. And those of you who are celebrating right now because you're confident, because you're rich, guess what? Judgment's coming. Those of you who are confident and secure right now because you're full, in other words, you've got your fill of everything. Those of you who are laughing because you've got pure entertainment right now, Jesus says, judgment's coming. Jesus isn't against rich people. Jesus has made people rich. Read the Bible. Abraham owned everything. Multiple people that, that God created, what? They were rich. God's not against people being rich. God's against people trusting in their riches. And that's why Jesus is saying, judgment is coming for those who find their confidence in the things of this earth. The Jesus way is that we find our king, confidence and security in things not of this earth, but Jesus Christ who's on the throne of heaven. And so divine favor is found not in having more or having perfect health, but divine favor is found in Jesus himself. Why is it that Jesus can say, hey, 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 be happy when people are reviling you? I mean, you just read that sentence in Luke 6, and he's like, what? Hey, be happy when people persecute you. I don't know about you, but it's not fun when people are like, hey, you're an idiot. But Jesus is saying very clearly here, he says, what? Special favor be upon you when people are mocking you. Now, this doesn't mean that everybody should go out, buy a red-green shirt, and wear camouflage pants tomorrow to be mocked intentionally. Okay? Bad idea. Jesus is saying, not saying, hey, go out and be mocked intentionally. Jesus is saying this, that when you're entering in and living in the kingdom of God, you are going to be mocked. Mocking is an outcome of the way of Jesus Christ because we're still here in this world. If there is no mocking, that's a warning sign to us that we may not be being faithful to Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean I wake up in the morning and be like, I hope I get mocked today. I hope I get mocked today. No. I wake up in the morning. I want to be faithful to Jesus 
Christ. Because in Christ is special divine favor. And if I'm being mocked, I say this, blessed, I still have Jesus, therefore I rejoice. If the world takes everything that I have, I still say, I'm blessed because I'm in the kingdom of God and I have everything. The way of Jesus is not the way of the world. The way of Jesus is to say, look to eternity, not the temporary. And when we look to eternity, guess what? We become so much more effective in the temporary. So many of us, so many of us are not taking advantage of the temporary. When everybody, 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 I've not met a single person that I've stood by when they've left this earth that have said, wow, that took a long time. That was a really long life. Not once. Not even the 96-year-old. Not the 83-year-old. Not the 16-year-old. Nothing. Every single one. Whoa. Find me an old person. That's like, things are moving really slow. Every single one. Where did that go? Where did those years go by? Every old person says to me what? Treasure those years with your kids when they're crying during the night. Because what? Because what? Life is temporary. And so many of us are ruining the temporary. Why? Because our focus is on the temporary. And that's why we're anxious. That's why we're jealous. That's why we're bitter. But when we turn our sights to heaven, guess what? We can be so much more effective in the temporary because our sights are elsewhere. And so today, the Jesus way is saying, it's not about the here and now, but it's about that which is to come and that which has come through the person of Jesus Christ. So as we prepare for this journey of reflecting upon the Jesus way, Two questions. One is this. Is your way in alignment with Jesus' way? So I want you to ask that question every single week. So next week, we're going to be talking about anger. Next week, we're going to be talking about relationships, where, where bad stuff has happened. The question we have to ask next week is, is my way in alignment with Jesus' way? This first question we have to ask every week, is my way in alignment with Jesus' way? Second question. We have to ask ourselves is this. What's the one step I'm going to take this next week to get in alignment with Jesus? Now, I'm not saying, you know, get favor with Jesus. I'm not saying be loved by Jesus. No, get in alignment with Jesus so that our lives are reflecting the purposes of Jesus. You can't earn special favor. You can't earn more of God's love. It's already done through the cross of Jesus Christ. The question is, are we in alignment with Jesus? And secondly, I didn't ask you to say, are you in agreement with Jesus? Because you won't be. I'm not in agreement with Jesus always. Are we in alignment with Jesus? So what's the one step you're going to take this next week to move from a temporary focus to an eternal focus? Next week, we'll focus on the next thing. But this week, what's the one step you're going to take to move from a temporary perspective to an eternal perspective. Let me give you one thing that you can do this next week to move that one step. This next week, you can pray 
for the eternal well-being of one other person. Don't pray that God would bless their physical health. Don't pray that God would give them a physical job. Pray that God would save their soul for eternity. That will move your focus from being focused on the here and now to being focused on eternity. One practical thing you can do to focus on eternity rather than the temporary. Does my way reflect the way of Jesus? What's the one step I'm going to take this next week to get in alignment with Jesus? We're going to ask those two questions every single week as we reflect upon the way of Jesus. Let me tell you in 30 seconds the way of Jesus Christ. The way of Jesus Christ is not to rebuke. The way of Jesus Christ is not to retaliate. But the way of Jesus Christ is to go right to the cross where he willingly gives his own life for you and I for our good. That's the way of Jesus. And guess what? That's the kind of king I want to follow. I want to follow the kind of king that says, I'm willing to go there for the people who are underneath my authority. Yes, sign me up. I want to live under the authority of a king who will give his life for me. And that's what King Jesus has done for every single one of us. King Jesus has died for you. Now will you let King Jesus guide your way so it will reflect his way? Will you let King Jesus guide your way so that it will reflect his way? Let us pray. Gracious and everlasting God, we praise you this morning. We thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. And God, we pray now that in the weeks ahead as we reflect upon the values of heaven, as we reflect upon the Jesus way, that you'd shape and form our way to be in alignment. God, we acknowledge that oftentimes we, kinda, we go our own way. We acknowledge that oftentimes what we perceive to be the right way is not the Jesus way. So God, give us humility to listen. Give me humility to study. And pray that you'd give all of us humility to submit to your name above all other names. God, we praise you and we thank you. Bring us into alignment with you now through the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.